Hello and welcome. We are we are back. Twenty freaking twenty. Twenty twenty. Happy New Year. Like my vision. <laughs> like my vision. Wait, do you actually are you both twenty twenty? Yeah. Yeah, I don't eat glasses. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> I thought you said I don't eat glasses. I'm like, yeah, that's also true. Too. <laughs> Dang it. I'm the blind one you here. You gotta learn how to see better, bro. <laughs> More carrots. That's what this podcast is about, is carrots. Yeah, mm. that's the title of episode 18, Carrots. Yeah. Um, Ministry by <laughs> carrots. <laughs> Ministry via carrots. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, welcome back to uh, Three Losers in a Church 2020 edition. Um, let's see what happens. I'm excited. Let's see if we can get through this year. Yeah. We've Yay. done half of 2019. About. Good. Yeah. Half-ish, yeah. Yeah, now we are, you know, we're starting 2020. Fresh new guys. Life here. Look at that. New freaking decade. Wow. Wow. New decade, new us. New decade, new us. Not really. <laughs> no, we're the same people. About the same. Anyway, so <laughs> this is episode 18, as I said, uh, titled Ministry by Numbers. So when I read that title, I instantly thought of like, you know, paint by numbers. Thank you. That was the, okay. okay that was, it was a really not funny joke, but that yeah. was what I was kind of driving oh, at. So. I, uh, I appreciate you. Because <laughs> I thought what? I was being weird and I was like, oh, paint what? by numbers. Do you know what, what paint by numbers no, is? No, what is that? Is this an old white people thing? I think it might be. <laughs> I've never heard of this until you said it. So it's it. like, you get a picture and there's like these little boxes and like they have different numbers on them. So like seven, 11, you know. 18, they have a bunch of like, and you, each color corresponds with a number. So you paint like all the sevens green and all the eights like yellow. Or something. And then it creates yeah. a it picture. Makes, it makes a picture. Yeah. I didn't know it was called paint by numbers. Oh, yeah. They're called yeah. paint by numbers. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Very fitting. That was funny. I may add. Thank, Thank you, you for that. Whew. I learned so That's much. such a relief. I like thought I was just being weird. And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> that was intentional. I'm glad yeah. that connected for you. Yeah. But the actual, then it kind of turned into the actual topic of like judging ministry, how well your ministry is doing by the number of people that are involved or not doing that. There's many different measures we place on ministries and every event um, and our life too. I mean, we set goals, we you know, do those things, we measure those against something. And numbers, for most people, myself included, I'm a numbers guy. Um, really just are an easy thing to gauge anything against, right? Yeah. So it uses a scale or a background or something. And so, like, it's very easy to do in ministry mm. and in all capacities, the student ministries, worship, um, attendance. Anything. Yeah. Because yeah. we're such a numbers-oriented society. No. Like Ratings. Capitalism's all about sales. Prices. Yeah. Discounts. And then social media, like followers, oh, yeah. likes, so, yeah, likes. That was an issue to think about, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's why we're so numbers oriented naturally. I mean, like we even talk about the podcast coming ago. We're like, oh, we got seven views. Look at us. That's true. Yeah, um, more than <laughs> like zero. We asked how many subscribers we had. <laughs> that's uh, it, not intentional, but it was very interesting how even like this, where this is very casual and, you know, mm -hmm. we kind of do it on the side and whatever happens, happens. And we've accepted that. Yeah. Uh, we still fall into this kind of like number numbers game or, you know? Yeah. Um, Which is funny. Cause I do think of this as a form of ministry, even though it's not very formal and traditional. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. I, I think our five <laughs> listeners would agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Five listeners for agreeing. <laughs> and that's like, 
I was told this story one time, and I, one of you was also there when you heard the story. You were there, Chris, but I don't know who this story is about. There is a famous. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 is off to a great start. <laughs> 2020, a great start. There's a story. I know the story, but I did not know the person in the story. I'm assuming you guys heard this in Freedom Cafe. No, but I heard it. Long story. It's a long story about a story. <laughs> so, so, so there's this children's ministry person, right? And if you remember the name that we were told, Chris, please jump in and tell me because it's going to be crazy. And he was very discouraged and he couldn't like, He's like, yeah, there's like, no one's really coming to Christ in my, you know, children's ministry, right? Nothing's really helping, you know? And like, it was just kind of defeating him, right? And he had one student come to Christ, right? And then that one student went on to become, I think it was um, the founder of Northfield Mount Hermon, Moody. I do not remember his first name, but I do not know if that's true. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. But anyways, so then that one student who came to Christ then led, you know, hundreds and thousands of students mm-hmm. to Christ, right? And so like that numbers game that that children's ministry person was playing was really yeah, all for vain, right? Like there was nothing, nothing happening. Right. Huh. Because look how indirectly yeah. responsible yeah. he was. Or that's directly, a, you could say. That's a pretty good story. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, so the first question I wrote is like, how do we, how do you measure like how well a ministry is doing if it's not by numbers? Because I had the same thing with my marching band. You know, I had, I'm the only person in the world, a four person marching band, I think. But uh, one of those students, literally, he wrote his college, except his college entrance essay about the marching band. Mm. And like, just knowing I was able to like impact those four students even though it's, you know, not successful by most people's standards. Right. Like just the fact that I was able to make a difference in their lives. And that wasn't even ministry related, but just like that's if I made it worth it for those four kids, then that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Not kids, teenagers, but you know. Yeah. And it's easy to this quality versus quantity mm-hmm. um is very interesting. And it's it's a very divided concept right mm-hmm. you can only think like oh i have quantity therefore cannot have quality i have quality therefore cannot have quantity you can right yeah and there, there is an overlap right like i instantly dropped the thought of like oh i really want a handmade fifty thousand dollar guitar right <laughs> because they are amazing i mean hand lay inlet beautiful instruments but then there's something you know homey and you know amazing about my you know Two hundred fifty dollar, you know, student model. Right, right. Um, and well, I probably would. Well, anyways, I would definitely like the fifty thousand dollars more for being honest. But <laughs> oh anyway, goodness. But like, they are not mutually exclusive. Right. And a lot of the times they're kind of put at odds when I don't think they should be, or like, is it beneficial for them to be put at odds? Uh, mm. And then in a way that kind of like demonizes numbers. Right. Mm. I, uh, and. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so like it just kind of bees like uh, like makes it as if you ever think about numbers you're like oh I'm doing it wrong right, right if right. you're ever like oh that was kind of a low night that's that's a bummer right mm. like that's not a bad thing yeah. yeah you should have drive to have higher attention you should have a drive to do better and execute things well mm. and then there's there's an extreme to that right like if you base solely off of that and 
you have, you know, an 80 person youth group. Um, and I think youth ministry is a very good example for this because in a capacity we've all been involved mm-hmm. and it's like, it's, this is a common debate. Yeah. Um, the common conversation. Yeah. Common well. conversation. So I think if you had an 80 person youth ministry and it was, you know, not good, I don't like that word, but <laughs> it was like, it wasn't fully there. It wasn't. You can have a very, very amazing giant youth ministry. It's possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that whole, like in my head, a lot of times I go like, oh, then like, it's not possible, right? You are losing the student. You're not, you don't have the attention for all 80 of those students, right? You don't have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, that's not true. Right. You, there's, there's a beauty in, you know, having five students, but there's also a beauty in having 80 students. Right. And sometimes that's the same. So like, it calls for the mindset of when, depending on the, well, it calls for Hannah's situation, right? Like, Excuse me. I'm going to poorly make a poor attempt at trying to say what I want to say, except I'm about to puke out my milk. Anywho. Um, <laughs> this is not a puking podcast. Not a puking <laughs> podcast. My apologies. Um, I think, I don't know who told me this, or maybe I made this up. I don't know. But it was the idea of just like, looking at what is going what is happening so depending on how you look at it it is okay to say it is good but then also numbers do indicate things as well right Mm -hmm. but like you said already it's not letting those numbers take over and becoming your main main mentality right and i think what's also dangerous is that people like to look at due to our society and due to how we are so accustomed to using numbers as a success rating people like to refer to quote-unquote golden ages they're like oh the golden age. I've actually heard that from ministry leaders. They're like, yeah, like so-and-so ministry was during this golden age or like when we had like 50, 60 students and people were going out and like telling everyone about Christ and knocking on doors left and right. And you're just like, oh, okay. That was five years ago. Now it's five years later. And what is the state now? Yeah. Like that's a question where I raise like, why bring that up? Mm-hmm. Right. Why are you looking at the past when we should be looking at the present? Mm-hmm. How is looking at the past and objectifying and glorifying said numbers beneficial for our current situation? So I don't know. I think it's always a, I, I think it's okay to look at numbers, but then when you are so fixated on just like, oh, we had like 10 believers. Oh, we had five believers. Oh, we only had one believers. We had no believers. It's like, okay. Like I've seen my fair share of, quote unquote failed altar calls right mm-hmm. i think i always get uncomfortable about altar calls they're like oh we're gonna have altar call and then it's like 30 people came to christ today i was just like but how many of those people actually continue said walk with god yeah that's a topic for another time it is <laughs> yeah so, we could have a to- we could have yeah. a whole podcast about altar calls yeah <laughs> i have a very unpopular opinion about those but that's fine <laughs> i feel it's, like said unpopular. unpopular opinion might be the same for all three of us i don't know <laughs> but yeah I feel, and thinking about it too, I feel like focusing too much on numbers almost comes back to some level of insecurity too about yourself. Oh, sure. Like, is, I th- the two main ministries I've been involved in are youth ministry and choir, like classical music ministry. And like at our church, at least probably a lot of churches nowadays, like 
the numbers didn't change much for choir. And every year I'd be like, how are we going to get more people involved in this choir? Cause like we're not growing mm. like the classical service is becoming less popular to some extent. And like, you know, how, how do I even think about numbers in a ministry like this? But then it's like, at the same time, this is a ministry. The, our choir is a ministry full of people with like very strong faiths for the most part. They're like, foundational members of the church in a lot of cases they're like involved in tons of ministries like blah 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 and like is it really even worth worrying about numbers whereas when i think about youth ministry and i worry about numbers like it's almost like oh am i not doing a good enough job because students aren't coming and like i view because a lot of the students you know they're not as established as people because they're like 15 so they're not like foundational members of a church and out there like evangelizing and in their own ministries and stuff so i think when i think of it that way it comes back to a lot of insecurity yeah yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure so maybe that's a part of it too i don't know i mean I never struggle with insecurity. Never. You oh. know that about me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wake up every day just loving just myself. So secure. <laughs> what a good life. <laughs> I want to bring up a quick point that Go you ahead. had mentioned. Um, and then I would, would love to get back to that, Chris. But <laughs> it's very interesting how you spoke about the the golden ages, right? And then in my head, of course, because I'm a lunatic, I said, well, <laughs> what if we flip that? Mm. What happened if you're in that golden age now and you look back five years and you've grown exponentially and everything's great? Mm. You go like, oh, shoot. Like, mm. did I have it right then? Yeah. <clears throat> and I just think I'm right now. Ooh. But like, and you know, like the, the world may never know. But yeah. Yeah. Like. But what if that golden age is having five students, right? And yes. you're just thriving, like building relationships, like te- like spreading the gospel with them. There's relationships Ooh, happening, you know, like that kind of interesting. Thing. Yeah. So like, uh, and yeah. like we had originally like that whole disaster of a story I told <laughs> relates into that point of like, oh, sh- like our earthly measures are never gonna mean anything. Yeah. Um, our metrics are garbage. Ooh. Uh, doesn't mean we're not going to put them there. It doesn't mean that they have zero purpose, right? Yeah. They have a fraction of a purpose. But, <laughs> and it's like, in the end, it, a lot of it comes down to like the person who's in charge or yeah. like someone who's like a devout member of that ministry, mm. right? They're immediately going to take a hit of like, oh, why is someone not like, I want more people, right? Which makes sense. Mm. And I don't think it comes from like, that's not a bad motive, right? I don't mm. think. A lot of some of it is probably not the best motive, right? Like, right. I need more people so I can feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, it's like, oh, I want more people here so I can share life with them and care for them, mm-hmm. right? And have them care for me and share their life with me, right? Mm-hmm. Are you ever gonna be, you know, fully one way or the other? Like, Oof. I don't think I've ever made an action in my life where I wasn't like, oh, this benefits me also. Right. Mm. Like, oh, this is great. Like, like that's always been there. Right? Yeah, right. I resonate. Sorry. When you said, you know, what if the golden age was like just the five guys who were just there? Like instantly, ooh, I like used to tell the story all the time to other people, um, especially in like ministry. Like it's so odd. Like it's coming around just nipping in the butt. And like, I, I've completely forgotten. I used to share this, but like, when you said five guys specifically, one, I thought of burgers and two, I thought about, um, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> there was a time 
coincidentally, the same ministry that told me about the golden age, I experienced the same ministry when there were only five guys in the room. Oh, really? I've experienced the same ministry when people were just like, it was like, I, I kept going to this ministry, even though I was like, oh, no one goes, therefore I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. But then because I knew I had a few friends in leadership, I was like, I'll keep going just for the heck of it. Literally, it would be me and like the rest of the student leaders. And now that current, that ministry went from five guys in a room. Like it's like one of those conference rooms, right? It's like supposed to be for like 30, 50 people. And then there's just five guys just like, oh, so uh, how are you doing? How is Jesus treating you? Um, <laughs> and now it's like one of the bigger ministries on campus. And it's like, oh, over the course of four or five years, numbers have blown up, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, I, I think it was interesting what you said about like, I might be twisting your words to fit my narrative right now, but it's just <laughs> like the idea of um, sometimes you want more people, right? Mm-hmm. But now the question is, what is the motive for getting more people, right? Mm-hmm. Is it because like going back to Chris's point, is it for the sake of security to say, oh, look at our numbers, look at what we're doing or like for some people, is it the sake of evangelism? Is it sharing faith about God or like you said, living in community with other people? Mm-hmm. I've been on that end too, where it's like, oh, hey, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, there's 20 guys. We all live in the same dorm, gang, gang. Like we must be such a Christ-like centered community. And then you realize, oh, we just became 20 Christians who just happened to live in the same dorm. Are we living in a Christ-like manner? Right. No, not really. Are we expressing Christ's love to our other dorm mates who are not of our community? No, we're just the obnoxious group that <laughs> runs up and down the hall screaming at each other and people hide in their dorms in fear because they don't want to get in the way. Yeah. What is the motive? Because the motive should be ideally like, oh, I want more people so that more people can hear the gospel. Yeah. But and experience God's love. But you know, <laughs> it, as we're like talking about sometimes. it, be, it do. It, it, do it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it do be like that. It do be like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah and so i guess that i don't know if that segues or not but the next question <laughs> is like how do you how do you know when it's time to like change something in a ministry mm-hmm. versus like how do you know when not to change or just trust that things are going well like if you have those mm-hmm. five students but you feel like things are going well do you just trust that or do you think like oh things are going well but they could be going better <laughs> you know like I don't know. I feel like that's, Ooh. It, and, and some of that is, I have a very interesting, well, brain, I'm sure all of you know, it's a disaster up there. <laughs> but, um, I, when it comes to like facilities and business and administration, my big thing is throw it all away and start over. Right? Yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't want anything to do with the old ways. Right. Yeah. Which is very odd mindset, but like, trash it all right yeah but for some reason when it comes to ministries i'm like oh bring it in hold that old way that's like that's the way to do it like we can't change and i'm like that's so like bizarre yeah like i've you think i'd be this voice for change but i'm like Mm. oh like that like when i've gone back to hub and i'm like oh hub worship team is very different now i'm like right there's a part of me it's like that's great and i'm really happy and that's amazing and that fits the vibe better and there's times i'm like oh but like this is better yeah it's not how it was done <laughs> I was like, ah. mm. and some of that is like that was like that is a child of mine that i have handed off mm-hmm. 
Um, I feel like you're just slightly, you're slightly biased. And like that, that example no. is like, cause you created that. Right. I mean, so, come on, right. we, you, you have to admit like that was right. oh, like yeah. your child. It yeah. Is like you said, I, yeah. I, a machine, but I too <laughs> would be offended if I walked into a room and was like, oh, you just bastardize what I created. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and like, that's not true, but mm. it is, I, I, that was a very odd, I was, that was kind of me processing that, but it is interesting because I would handle different ministries different ways, which I probably goes to show that I should probably be involved in a different capacity than I am currently. But uh, <laughs> I, like, there's always something to change, right? Yeah. And like, I think that the whole like throw everything away and start over, but also like, oh, keeping, well, I just contradict myself always. But uh, <laughs> Like those are both true, right? Mm. You should probably always throw the whole thing away and you should probably always keep it the exact same. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my end. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, like what I'm saying is like, well, first of all, you're never going to be right. You're always going to do the wrong thing, but like there's always a way to improve. Mm. And there's an always a way to go back to the way mm. it was probably better. Yeah. I use the phrase adapt. Like you have to adapt to the mm. culture, the almost the, the, the population, right? Mm. Um, there are so, like, there's also the phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Or did I say that correctly? You did. Yeah. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Sayings are not my thing. Uh, but I think it's funny that you talk about hub worship and you're like, Oh, like, is that really better? Like for me, my summer camp project destiny, I've stepped away from it. This is my second year not being on leadership. And every time I look at them now, like, you know, there's a bit of disdain because you're just like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not as good because I there I have I'm not there anymore. Like, oh, is that what you're doing now? Oh, I interesting. But it's funny because my director of that summer camp, he actually said to me, like, there was one day I was just like, oh, like, I think it was like my third or fifth year, um, where I was like, we were doing something. I was like, Hey, how come we're not doing it the old way? And then he's just like, you know, sometimes culture needs to break. Like, why do we need to always stick by culture? And I was like, mm -hmm. excuse me, sir. Like, and he's just like, every year is different. Yeah. Every ministry, every season is going to be different. Right. So you have to adapt to that. Like, I think one, when you, you raised this question, I was like, Oh, like a simple one that I thought was like, what if your growth group goes from five people who are doing like really good conversation, like, mm -hmm. Um, Bible study, it's everyone's talking to 15 people where five people dominate the conversation while 10 people sit there awkwardly flipping through their Bible and mm -hmm. waiting for a moment to chime in. Is that a moment where you, it's good that you increase the numbers, but if you just continue having a giant 15 person large group discussion or whatever you want to call it, how do you adapt to that? What's beneficial for the, the group, right? Right. I don't know. That was like, I feel like that's one like very like easy, like, oh, there is this. So therefore maybe we should do that. Right. I mean, Josh always talked about culture resets. Yeah. He said it's good to do them regularly. You know, and I think that's true. Like you do, you could have like on paper the best ministry in the world. But yeah, if you're not reaching anybody in your ministry, then not, you're not accomplishing anything. Yeah. <laughs> So this one is anything that's perfect on paper ever worked in real life. I know, right? Like any form of government. Or just any form of anything. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen an architect design a building? I know, right? 
They're good. Don't get me wrong. Architects are pretty good at what they do, but <laughs> it's kind of hard to make something that's on a piece of paper actually come to life. Yeah, life. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because then at some point, like it's, this kind of feeds into my next thought, but like at some point you just have to trust the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because another thing I was thinking about is like, do you ever get to see the fruits of your labors, you know, in your ministry? Mm. Oh yeah. Long term, right? Yeah. Going back to that example that you guys shared in the beginning, mm. that one guy who then... Bad who story. told you this story? You guys still don't know to this day? No, I don't I, even remember it. I, I remember it. But okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because that's like... I mean, you hear about it a lot in mm. youth ministry just because, again, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of people are still figuring out their faith and being a teenager is a weird time in your life. It really is. I, I, I'm out. I know what it's like. Congratulations, You're 20 sir. now in 2020. Yeah. Well, in 2019, but, you know, close yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, close <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, actually, I was just talking to my mom about this, and she's not in ministry, but she's in daycare. And she said it's, like, the same thing. Like, you don't often get to see the fruits of any of your labors in teaching mm. because like all she does is, you know, she has like circle time and puts kids down for naps and oh, yells at them when they're not eating their snacks and stuff. And I, I'm sure you can relate, right? Well, I appreciate <laughs> your mom because she is what prepares the kids for kindergarten. Mm -hmm. You can tell which kids then go through daycare because of how they react to instruction. Right. Daycare teaches you to listen mm -hmm. and to, calm down right the kids who do not who have not gone through such things they are learning it for the first time so of course they're going to be opposed to it so, mm. yes. yeah and that's the thing like some kids come in and they're just like little angels mm -hmm. well i'm sure that's not true she would never describe any of her kids yeah. as little angels, she's the one like, who breaks them in like right thank god for your mom i know right and like she never knows how that's going to pay off or like, well, you tell your mom that she's doing good work. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I tell her that a lot. Affirm her. But, and I'm, I'm not biased at all, but mm. she's good at what she does. You know, I mean, look, how you <laughs> look how Chris turned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can make a weird argument based on how I <laughs> You're doing okay. You can argue both ways. <laughs> um, I, uh, I once had someone tell me it was like, you know, the, you know, like the, what was it? The, the parable about the seed. Mm -hmm. So like some people, sometimes you're the one who plants the seed, mm -hmm. but you're not the one who necessarily sees it grow. Right. Right. Um, seeds get, needs to be nourished over time. Right. Maybe you're the person who waters the seed. Um, maybe you're like the 10th person to tell this person about Christ. Maybe you're the 15th. Maybe you're the second, or maybe you're the one who brings them to Christ. Mm -hmm. You are all part of the journey in some capacity, whether you like it or not. Right. I mean, that's how I find encouragement. And like at the end of the day, it's like, Oh, Okay. Yeah. Then that's, I don't know. I think that's huge. I struggled with that a lot when I was directing the choir and the orchestra, actually. Cause I was like, how do I even gauge like if this means anything at all? Mm. Cause like, even if all the notes are there and we sounded great or if we sounded terrible, like what does that mean? You know? And it's like, well, you never know who I've had people come up to me and be like, the choir sounded great today. Or like, I loved what the song was about. And like, you just never know when it's going to impact mm. somebody when the Holy spirit will use that. Yeah. Uh, and, I hate this analogy. Therefore, I'm going to share it. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> when you're looking, you know, from the eternity balcony, and you're like, you look out and you see all the lives that you've touched in other ways. Um, like, at some point, I would like to see, and this sounds very selfish, but I would, I'm interested, in, and, you know, it kind of mm. fuels my ego a little bit, so uh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, like, 
perfect. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, they're like, at some point, like, at some point, <laughs> just knocked my microphone. It would be nice to like see a list mm-hmm. of, you know, like ways I've affected people's lives. And this probably will never happen. <laughs> and I've come to terms with that. But like, it would be easy, right? You'd be like, yeah. oh, wow, this is this is good. I've done all this. Right? Yeah. And and some of it would be like, oh, this feels good to me. But also like some of this is like, wow, I've gotten to do all this, mm, right? Right, yeah. Um, and I think like an encouraging note to kind of wrap this up is also like that list does exist. Mm. Um, you may never see Whether it. it's tangible or not, right. yeah. Um, but it is there. Mm. And even like non-Christians you know, spread the gospel in ways yeah. that they don't even know, right? Right. I mean, God um, uses everything, yeah. everyone. <laughs> um, so, like, be patient, right? Yeah. Don't don't use earthly measures. Yeah. Um, which I think is a is a yeah is a good way there. Yeah. I, I do want to mention this though, because you talked about like a list of things that you've seen or like have done. Um, I guess even my suggestion to our five viewers or even to you guys, um, I think that's, this is where like you kind of call them the importance of reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, ever all my summer, my summer camp after two months of training and executing the summer camp, we have three days or just a couple, a couple, excuse me, a couple days of um, reflection where we look back, reflect on what happened how we felt about it and how God was at work throughout the entire thing. Oh, I remember your reflection talk at the retreat. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I haven't done this in a while, so I think it's really important to one reflect on your, uh, let's use the year. Happy new year. 2020. 2020. <laughs> um, a year is a lot to reflect on, but just like even looking at a th- one thing per month, right. Um, of 2019 or anything um, for your ministry, for your career, whatever. Um, but just looking at different key points that were significant, talking about how you felt about them or what you thought about it, but then also looking at how God has gone, has been with you the entire time. Um, there's a song, I think it's like, um, how to, had to climb to see the mountain view. Um, all that I was so afraid of, um, had, sorry. Wow. I just blanked. But the, the, what I'm trying to say is, um, the song was like how to see the mountain view. Um, so to climb up a mountain and now you look behind you to see how far you've come mm-hmm. to see how far God's taken you, but also to see the path and the trajectory of how he's been at work the entire time. Yeah. I think it's so crucial one to ground you in what your ministry is for two to ground you in what your walk in faith is for. And three to also kind of distill the, um, I don't think distill is the word I'm looking for, but to diffuse and like kind of like push you back away from like the temptation of falling into the, the success of numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at those five guys, like reflecting, like right now as I reflect on my college and like seeing those ministries or those fellowships, it's like, oh, it sucked back then. Mm-hmm. I hated every single moment and people were mad at each other. Um, but some of us grew together and some of us deepened those relationships, which then led to the growth of certain things. And now, revivals happen here and there, but it is not by our doing. Ultimately it is by God's doing. So to reflect, to see how God's taken you, how God's carried you throughout those seasons of life, I think is important to redirect yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of one last note, like I, like I know one last note, um, (laughs) a tangible way to do Mm. that. Um, we all have these things, which I don't actually have in my pocket right now called a cell phone. 
What's that? Uh, oh, that's for mine. Uh, <laughs> couldn't find it for a second. But we also, the majority of us who have smartphones, uh, have this thing called the Photos application. Um, and if you're like most people, you take an obscene amount of photos in a year. Maybe not. Maybe people don't take photos anymore. I don't know. I have an obscene amount of screenshots. Yeah, same. Of yeah. weird photos, right? But like one of my favorite things to do is I'll randomly open the photos app and I will, a lot of them are just things I find funny, but look through and go like, oh shoot, right. Like this has happened now. Like I, that happened, right? And that, like mm-hmm. that was God's work there. And like, oh, mm-hmm. this is what happened after that. Mm-hmm. And like, so in that time of reflection, mm-hmm. right? Like use technology to help you out right and like you have this thing that will easily remind you of these Mm. things that probably have huge effect on your life some things are probably pretty pointless that we take photos of but (laughs) a portion of them right have memories behind them so i think Mm. don't focus on numbers focus on moments Ooh, which is cheesy but you know hey that should be posted on a t-shirt or a cup (laughs) to add to that Snapchat history, Snapchat history, Instagram archives, mm-hmm. your gallery, like Tyler said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Use everything for God's work. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, and with that, um, thanks for listening to episode eighteen. Uh, just remember that God is at work, even when we're skeptical or don't see it. Um, thanks for listening. You can give us a like if you like us, or if you want to boost our confidence. Because we need numbers. <laughs> um, we're on the podcast app now. So if you don't want to use YouTube because they're a terrible platform, you can definitely check us out on the podcast app. Or most podcast places. What? Most podcast places. Oh, yeah? Not oh. SoundCloud. So not I'm not Spotify. So don't yell at me about Spotify. Yeah, fair. But <laughs> most podcast places, you can listen to us. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit the bell for the little notification. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And... Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening. We out. We out. Have a good one. Happy 2020.